Silhouette Zero, episode 35. I'm good with kids. Safely tucked away in hyperspace, Click and the crew of the Spice Wolf head towards the watery world of Mon Calamari. But will Click solve the mysteries of the mysterious Zek and his young ward Marina? And can he get some help for his Inquisitor problem? Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm your GM, Chris Ing, and this is the Bob. Uh, let me try that again. No, no, we're going with that. And I'm the brother Matt. <laughs> Fine, we'll leave it. Uh, okay, so last we left off, you had just completed rescuing a number of Rebel Alliance operatives from Nar Shaddaa. You rescued the pilot Valana Jalia, the Ugnat Commando Doggle, and a number of unnamed vested rebel soldiers you had a argument about the ownership of the a-wing <laughs> and you were on route to mon calamari where you were supposed to deliver the information that you were originally hired to do uh any oh you had a jedi with you a lanik named zek mm. and a seven-year-old Mirilian girl named marina and uh everybody's on your ship you are piloting the spice wolf in hyperspace any other questions about what you were doing uh no i don't remember where we got the information from though they had it the rebels had it okay so roll the was it five five yep five force die uh three light four dark the hyperspace flight from narshada to mon calamari isn't terribly long so mostly everyone decides to get some rest before they get there you of course are a chadra fan who only needs to sleep two hours a day so you're hanging out in the cockpit. There's not much to do because it's a, you know, it's a decent flight. The ship is fully operational. Um, you don't really want to go back into the cargo area because you hear Tazi and Doggle just talking and being annoying and loud. And you're like, eh, I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> I don't want to deal with short, talky people today. So what you're doing instead is you are sitting in the cockpit and... Kobe has found archive footage of your old races. Nice. And you are watching your old races. You're watching an old race of you during the Boonta Eve Classic. And I'm like cheering myself on, like leaning, like when like the turns are happening and you're like, go, go, you can do it. Yeah. And there's, you know, crowd sounds and that two headed announcer is still doing his thing. And uh, is this one that you win? Um... Hmm. Or do you think Kobe picks one that you lose? He picked one that I lose. Okay. So near the third lap during one of the drop turns, uh, I don't know if you remember much of the Punta Eve classic, but there's a big drop that goes into a straightaway near the end. Mm -hmm. And uh, during one of those parts, one of your engines just goes out and you spin way out of control in a very comical, twisty fashion. In fact, the sled starts to spiral in on itself and the connector cables tangle up into a braid <laughs> and you get out and the camera zooms in you stumble around pull off your helmet and throw up on the ground uh, they use that clip for years whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, kobe rewinds it plays it again <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. hey you laugh but i'll have you know that i never got hit by tuscan raiders once and I must have done that race dozens of times. Why would the Tuscan Raiders want to hit you? Uh, you turn around and you see it's the, the girl who's been watching your race from behind uh, the gunnery seat. Oh, hey, um, well, you know, 
Tuscan Raiders, am I right? I've never met a Tuscan Raider. Oh, well, they don't like anyone that's not a Tuscan Raider. <laughs> and they pretty much do this as a sort of proving ground for themselves, I was told. I don't know the details of it. No one really knows anything about Tuscans. They're about as mysterious as Jawas. Isn't your friend a Jawa back there? Yeah, she's pretty mysterious, though. Won't even let me look at her vocabulator. She looks a little confused, tips her head, squints a little, and then watches the, the rest of the recording. That little guy looks like you. Is that you? Was me. Long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Really? A whole other galaxy? Well, no, more like a couple star systems over, but, or, you know, a lifetime ago. Uh, Kobe discon- uh, discontinues the projection and goes off to do some sort of maintenance thing. The girl sits in the gunnery seat, swivels it back and forth a little bit. What do all these buttons do? Uh, d- don't touch those. Those are for the guns. Oh, what do all those buttons do? And she hops off the gunnery seat and into the co-pilot seat. Uh, well, they all, they do all sorts of different things. I mean, like, this one helps monitor the shields. This one brings up some, like, HUD that I don't know what that is. Um, you don't need most of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, then why is it there? Well, some people need it. I don't. So, you're sitting in the pilot's chair? Yep. Can I sit in the pilot's chair? Mm, only if you promise not to touch any of the settings. Like, on the chair. And the control panel. But mostly the chair. Why not? Uh, I got it the way I like it. So you get up, she hops on, she looks underneath the chair at the levers, doesn't touch them, but then looks back up. I can't really fit my legs under here. What? What what are you implying? Nothing. uh, Nothing. I didn't mean to make a short joke. Well, it wasn't much of a joke. Fine, here. Um, I reach under and I pull, like, the lever that, like, slides it back a bit. It's hard for me to get that one wrong. It's just all the way forward anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So she swells her out of that chair for a little bit, then gets back off. I push the chair back up. So how come come you fly a ship? Hmm. That's an interesting philosophical question there. Why do I fly a ship? Maybe it's because... And while you're talking, the chair slides back. (laughs) Maybe it's because it's what I was born to do. Or destined to do. Maybe... I slide back up. And she's giggling, like, holding her mouth really, like... <laughs> like the two hands in front of her mouth, like, little child. Yeah. And then, yeah, as you can tell, she's trying to hold it in really carefully. Yeah. Maybe it was something I was destined to do. They say the Force works in mysterious ways. You slide back again. Hey, what is... Uh, hold on. Kobe! <laughs> Fix this chair. Uh, he tells you there's nothing wrong with it. What? I'm sorry, I didn't know you had a chair diagnostic in your little eyeball. Roll over here, get your little clampy hands out, and tighten it. Uh, the chair lowers. <laughs> See? See? Oh, I'm sorry, is this a feature of the chair now? And now the girl is just laughing hysterically, kind of curled up in a tiny little ball of a chair. And he points very accusatory at her. No, her chair's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm the one messing with your chair. Sorry. I couldn't help it. What? Um, no, it wasn't you. And she reaches out with her hand, and your chair slides back to the way it was. Huh. Weird. How'd you do that? Where's the strings? No, no, I was using the force. Oh. Oh, oh, don't, don't tell Master Zek, though. I'm not supposed to do that. 
What, mess with people's chairs? No, just, well, yeah, I'm not supposed to do that or anything using the Force really at all. Why not? He doesn't want me to be found. Uh, well, I can see you right there. You're not doing a good job. No, there's, I'm special. I can use the Force. And he says that there are people that would want to hunt me down and do bad things to me, which is why he protects me. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of bad people out there. I tend to find most of them. Every time I use the Force, it makes it easier for them to find me. Well, I mean, we're in hyperspace right now. I think we're pretty safe. And I wasn't really using that much Force. It was just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. In hyperspace. Even if they saw where we were, they won't be able to find out where we are now. We're forever a ways away. Where are we going anyway? Uh, have you ever met a Mon Calamari before? She shakes her head. Eh, fishy people. We're going to their planet. Is that where I'm going to live now? Uh, I don't know what your story is, kid. All I know is that that's part of the job. Master Zek said that you were going to take me to my new home. Oh, uh, maybe? I don't know. I mean, this is where we were heading to begin with. I mean, where you guys were heading to begin with. Because you guys just kind of hitched a ride. I mean, Mon Calamari are okay. There's worse places to be, if you like water. Uh, you notice that while you were chit-chattering away, you glance at a hyperspace indicator, and you turn back and she's asleep. Wow, that was fast. Mandu, am I good with kids? What? <laughs> uh, he's like, you want me to wake her up? Uh, why? I'm sorry, is she piloting the ship? Do we need her vigilance and, 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 and know-how to make sure that we get out of hyperspace okay? Toby rolls away while you're talking. <laughs> Man, I'm good with droids. <laughs> well is there anyone you want to talk to while you're in hyperspace here nope you arrive on mountain calamari no fuss no muss you get your landing clearance i presume you don't leave a ship or do you uh is anyone else getting off the ship well reyna has to go talk to people jinko doesn't seem that bothered by it he seems to be just sticking to his quarters uh when you went back later to check things out you smelled a very pungent smell of solace in champagne <laughs> and uh clearly tazi and doggle had been drinking some of it during this flight uh tazi is apparently asleep in her quarters doggle is going with the rebels hey you owe us credits for that that's a shipment for a very important delivery what are you talking about the solace in champagne oh ooh. what's that mean in, i believe we're a little late on that shipment aren't we well, we could just say we ran into Imperials. I thought this was part of the plan. You forgot? <laughs> I've been a bit preoccupied. Oh. Well, let's just never go back to them again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, um, uh, I don't know. Stay with the ship, though. Yeah, you got it, Captain. Uh, you don't have to listen if you don't want to. Couldn't pay me to get into that terrible water world. <laughs> Alright, uh, but Marina and... Zek do not leave with the the rest of the party. Marina has been uh, assigned to some quarters and she's still sleeping. Zek is just sitting in the cargo bay meditating. Um, I saunter over and through the cargo bay. Um, ring, ring. Last stop. I'm not getting off here. Uh, why? Because I don't need to be on Mon Calamari. That's why. Well, isn't that where the ship you were on was going anyway? The ship I was on was just a way to get in contact with the Rebel Alliance. Okay. Well, there you go. Rebel Alliance. Ta-da! I talked to your captain. She said that you're trying to get in contact with the Alderanian flotilla. 
Maybe we... Why am I being secretive? If the captain told you that, yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> How do you know the captain told me? Maybe I just plucked it right out of your brain. Well, at that point, there'd be no reason for me to try lying, would there? Guess so. Besides, I've got nothing to hide. You do seem rather straightforward type of person. Have to be. Do you? Ever met a clever Chadra fan? Hmm, that's a good <laughs> fair point. Yeah, the clever ones get killed. He, uh... Stands up, stretches a little. No, I really need to get Marina settled somewhere, and I think the Alderanian flotilla is a better place. If there's going to be a future for their culture and mine, then it's going to be with them. Shouldn't a kid be, like, on a planet? You know, get a little outdoorsy? The flotilla is not going to be a flotilla forever. Once they find a new planet to settle on, they'll create a new Alderan, I suppose. But is it safe? Is anywhere safe for a Jedi? Don't answer that. You don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the answer is a verifiable no. Well, why not? The best I, I can you... do is... I thought you took care of all the people that were chasing you before. There will be more. There will always be more. And I'm not in a position to be her master. Why not? When those two guards back up that warehouse challenged us, I cut off their heads and I didn't think twice about it. It's not how Jedi should be. Well, I can't imagine she's got a lot of options. As I understand it, you two are the last two Jedi in the universe. <laughs> the, the Force works in mysterious ways. I can only hope that there will be someone better qualified to help her out when it's her time. What, like a book? If I survive, there have got to be others. Not if attacking people that are attacking you is not Jedi-like. <laughs> there are a lot others who are much more clever than me. I was never very clever or diplomatic. The only thing I was ever really good at was hitting things with a lightsaber. I don't even know if I would have been very successful in the Jedi Order had it not been for the Clone Wars. Oh yeah, that's where you guys were like, fighting clones of yourselves or something, right? <laughs> well, you Chadra fan really don't know much, do you? Uh, it's been explained to me twice now. Um... Then I'm not gonna bother. <laughs> <laughs> the point is that Jedis were supposed to be peacekeepers, guardians, and protectors. And I'm really more of a thug. Um, that sounds about right to me. Have you ever met a peacekeeper before? Are you trying to cheer me up? No. Do I need to? Tonsi's really better at that than I am. Let me go get her. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not interested in cheering up. I have made peace with my role. I just need you to help me get her safe. Yeah. She's a pretty good kid, huh? Could be one of the only hopes for a resurgence of the Jedi in the galaxy. Maybe not. Maybe she'll just... Let her powers dwindle away. Maybe that would be the best thing for her. Maybe the galaxy doesn't even need Jedi anymore. Uh, I'm pretty sure we need Jedi still. Ah, uh, your Inquisitor problem. Yeah. I mean, after that, it's up to you, but really. You need to get rid of that Inquisitor. <laughs> I've been thinking about that. If it was as easy as it was for me to get into your brain, it must have been like eating candy for your Inquisitor problem. Um, to be honest, I just did everything she said. <laughs> I can teach you to defend yourself, mentally, that is. Really? Yeah. I mean, there's only going to be so much I can do for you, but... Hey, you know what? When all you've got is, like, paper armor, a little wood wouldn't hurt. That's not a bad phrase. Sit. Okay. Uh, so roll me discipline. <laughs> oh, boy. Against three. Okay, two green, three purple. Uh, fail. Why doesn't he get this training right now? Um, he doesn't understand what the concept is. 
just as a whole. <laughs> like, he doesn't really get the whole, like, you know, he's not a force practitioner. He doesn't, he's not in, like, the know for the concepts of it. Just the right. idea of things getting in your head. So he's just kind of like, well, how do you keep something from getting in your head? Um, so partway through the training, he puts his helmet on thinking it'll help. <laughs> what? Why are you wearing your helmet? Uh, to keep you from getting in my head. No! He pulls it off. Alright. Look, you said you were a pod racer, right? Yep. One of the best. Well, you can't You can't just be thinking about butterflies and womp rats and wookies while you're piloting that thing, right? Well, that'd, you'd kill yourself. That'd be a weird thing to think about, but yeah. So how do you focus while you're doing that? Well, I'm just kind of in the moment. Gotta let it flow, you know? Hmm. He thinks about that for a moment. Oh, hey, I know what might help. Um, I walk over to the corner, and I pull the tarp off of uh, my pod racer. Huh. All right. Hop in. Let me get into character here. Um, and he does, like, a one-handed spring off of, like, the front, like, thruster pod. And, uh-huh. like, flips into the seat and does, like, a little corkscrew partway through. This is different than living in the moment. You have to be aware that someone is intruding into your mind. I know you're not a Force-sensitive, but everyone can do it if they focus hard enough. Okay. The force exerts a pressure, so when you feel that pressure, push back. So I just got to know how I feel normally, and so I know when something feels wrong. Yeah. Okay. Try it. Okay. I can do this. I got this. Okay. Same roll out of blue. I got this. Uh, failure but an advantage. Okay. You're just thinking about pod racing. I can see you thinking about <laughs> pod racing. Yeah? Right, sorry. Okay. Okay. Don't think just about pod racing. Think about yourself. I'm pretty no, great. It's... <laughs> <laughs> You're missing the whole point. The point is that you need to be in complete control of your own thoughts. So that when you someone else is trying to manipulate your thoughts, you're aware of it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're asking a Chadra fan to be in complete control of his thoughts? Wow. Uh, okay. No, 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 no. I can do this. I got this. Just gotta focus. I almost need to get out of my head in a way. So don't think about random things. Just kind of feel around. Feel for something that's going wrong. Yeah, like uh, like when you notice there's an obstacle in your way. You don't really just let that obstacle hit you. You make a maneuver. You do something about it, right? I was thinking more like if I felt like there was something going wrong on like my pod here. Like a power coupling's going loose. Like you feel it. All right, yeah, that, that's a good idea. Uh, try that. All right. So add an, add an extra blue now. Okay. Uh, failure but an advantage. <laughs> Kobe, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> Come on. Droids can't be affected by the Force. Really? Well, not, not like that. But chairs can. What? No. Ugh. Yes, they can. I know this is fact. <laughs> Look, a droid's got a sentience, right? A mind. But you can't break into it with a force like you can with a living thing. I can't read his mind. Right. He, I can't he, manipulate his thoughts. Right, you need a spanner for that. Exactly. I think I figured out the problem. Get out of there. All right. He sli- He does like one of those like sliding off the hood of a car sort of things. <laughs> Stand here. Standing. All right. Now this time, focus on, well, if I tell you, you'll, you'll overthink it. Right. Just try to keep your head clear. Ready? Ready. What's that over there? He points behind you. Huh? And uh, you hear his lightsaber ignite, 
and he swings it. <laughs> now roll your cool instead. Okay. You can have a blue for the advantage you rolled last time. Okay, cool is going to be two yellow, one green, plus a blue. Failure but an advantage. Okay, so you panic. Ah! Whoa, whoa, Duck. whoa. Uh, if you miss that up again, I'm going to hit you harder. Do it again. Ah! Two success and an advantage. This time he extinguishes the lightsaber before the blade even gets close to you. And you can feel that pressure now. Uh-huh. Amongst all of the adrenaline pumping in your brain, you can feel the pressure of his mind trying to reach in. Mm-hmm. And you could summon up all that adrenaline and push back. Ah, see? Not enough danger going on for you to focus. Yeah, that's been a problem for many things. <laughs> I think that if you could start to really understand just how dangerous these people are, then maybe you would be able to focus deep enough to protect yourself. Hey, anything's worth a shot. Let me see if I can just impress upon you how dangerous a Jedi's ability to influence your mind is. Alright. So I rolled the uh, the force check for it. Mm-hmm. And I spend those light side points as successes. Okay. He hands you a blaster and says, and he makes a gesture with his hand and says, put that to your head and pull the trigger. And you do. Ooh. Now, fortunately, he had removed the blaster pack out of, like, the power pack out of it. So it just clicks. But then you're standing there holding this blaster to your head, realizing that if it had been loaded, you'd be dead. Right. See the problem? Uh, did he stop, like, the control part? Yeah. Yeah. I throw the gun to the ground, <laughs> and I, like, scoot away real quick. Do you see the danger involved in letting them have control of who you are? Yeah, but I barely even felt you press- pressing that time. How am I supposed to stop another person as good as you? Well, firstly, these Inquisitor dogs aren't as good as a trained Jedi Master. Secondly, if you see her again, shoot her. Well, that's the plan, but I can't imagine it's going to be as successful as, you know, I mean, it'd just be like shooting at you. That's not going to end well for me. He shrugs. There's only so much I can do to help you, but I hope this will help in some manner. Like I said, it's way better than where I was. (laughs) Okay, so you can make a note that next time someone attempts to do a force check against you, Mm -hmm. if you are aware of their presence... You get to roll cool. Okay. Um, And in either case of um, cool, or if it's like an ambush and you're rolling discipline, you get a blue. So you and Zek spend the rest, you know, a few more hours practicing this. So you can start to get a handle on how to utilize it in a more consistent fashion. When that's all, uh, so all that is finished up, Reyna returns to the ship. She explains that the rebels are content with their work and gave them the information that they wanted. And uh, none of the other rebels have returned. They said you could keep the A-Wing, actually. Really? (laughs) I'm not precisely sure where we're going to put it, but it's yours. Kobe, we get to keep the A-Wing. He spins his head around. (laughs) Start painting it back. (laughs) 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 So we... Uh, is there anyone you want to talk to or anything you want to do? Hmm. No, actually, I think I'm good. So a few days pass, and we cut to a scene of the Spice Wolf falling out of hyperspace. On the bottom of it is a makeshift claw, which is currently clutching your a <laughs> It is not a good solution, but it 
fine for now, since you haven't landed anywhere in a while. You have since returned back to the Alliance fleet, conveyed all the information you could about everything. Um, you picked up Talaric, and now you are dropping out of hyperspace in, the, in a undisclosed location where you are looking upon the Alderanian flotilla. The flotilla is a mis mix match of ships, but there are quite a few larger cruisers, most of them Karelian Corvette in design. There are several transport class, luxury lighters. Most, none of it's really military grade. Mm -hmm. It's mostly meant for carrying a lot of people. There are a scattering of military ships that serve as escorts along the outside. You can even sense that some of the corvettes have been um, militarized to help provide protection. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, it's a pretty uneventful uh, thing. You're not even all that interested in it. But Reyna arranges for a meeting with the leaders of the flotilla. You're allowed to dock with one of the corvettes. She leaves. A couple hours pass. Most of you are waiting in the kitchen area, sitting around your booth. Oh, I really hope she gets what she wants. What is it she wants? A safe place for Talaric, I assume. And maybe for herself? You think she'd leave? Well, would you want to be running from the Empire from your for your entire life? Isn't that what we're doing? I'm not convinced that that sort of life is for her, though. I mean, she was an academic, a scholar, a very important person at one point. She probably never thought she'd be living out of a starship and looking around at every corner for a bounty hunter. I mean, I'm a Jawa. I'm used to living like this. Heck, I feel like I'm living the high life. Yeah, much better than those drifting buildings that you guys call spit. Easy, easy. <laughs> well, much better than being in a sand crawler. Yes, I agree. See? Political. He does, like, the double thumbs, like, pointing at him. <laughs> Can I have more ice cream? Uh, that's not up to me, kiddo. Zach, Master Zack is going to say no. Can I just... Oh, shoot. Let me tell you an important life lesson. Take what you want. <laughs> go, go. That's, I'll cover for that's you. That's it? That's the whole... No, I'm not I'm not getting involved. You you cover. Uh, so they leave. <laughs> I think Jinga likes having the kid around. Well... I'm not sure it's a great idea. For the kid? No, absolutely not. I'm just saying. Could you imagine once he started teaching her how to use the force to pickpocket? Yeah. Him. Kobe. Her. Quite the force to be reckoned with. The uh, docking bay opens up. Well, the negotiations were a success. Talaric and Marina will be allowed to live amongst the flotilla. Uh, what about Zack? I told you I'm not going on the flotilla. But do you see those? Look how many defenses they have. Don't you think they could benefit from, you know, having a little extra help? I think that would be more dangerous for someone looking for Jedi to be a giant beacon to hunt down. Uh, someone like me is a giant beacon for those who are hunting the Jedi. I'd be putting the flotilla in more danger than anything. Nah, drop me off at your next stop. I'll be fine. Alright. I mean, none of those things are my call. What you do, where the captain decides to drop you off. I mean, really. I'm just being nosy. <laughs> Are you gonna go? No, no, this is not a place for me. Um, not to be, you know, arguing with everyone's decision today, but this kind of seems like exactly the place you you should be in. Click, I am the one who made it possible for the Empire to destroy their world. Do they know that? I would, yes, they do. And believe me, the looks I got from their senior leadership was not kind. It was very, very difficult for me to 
explain to them that Talarik, even though he was part of our academic society, had nothing to do with the Death Star's construction. And yes, there were those who are willing to forgive me because what I did was out of ignorance, but to be honest, I'm not willing to forgive myself. If I'm going to have a peaceful life in a galaxy, it can't be built upon the bones of a planet that I helped destroy, whether I knew what I was doing or not. Can't always let those things get you down, Captain. I do things I'm not aware of all the time. Yes, well, you're not burdened with intelligence, are you? Ouch. (laughs) Captain's being mean today. Well, I think this is hard. So you're all standing at the epic gangplank or the, uh, the the docking connection. Talaric is uh has all his stuff. Well, click. It was good knowing you. Take it easy, Ricky. I hope they have good fruit here for you. I think I'll be very happy here. Now, remember, if you're ever in need of a new mechanical arm or an eye or an ear, you tell me. I'll fix you up right. I would. Because I'm not saying, like, it won't happen. In fact, I'm just kind of counting down the days until I lose something. But, I mean, <laughs> let's face it. There's not a good chance that the, they're going to give us the coordinates for the flotilla meetup again. Well, don't worry. I'm sure we'll be seeing each other again. All right. Well, uh, you be careful out there, right? He nods. Gives you a big hug. <laughs> Bye, Click. Bye. You're gonna... he look, uh, Marina looks pretty scared. What's wrong? I don't know. I don't. I wish Master Zach were coming with me. That's all. Yeah, but you know what he says. It's too dangerous for me to be out in space as a beacon of Jediness. <laughs> and she's laughing. Mr. Talarik said he'd take care of me, though. Yeah, he's pretty great. I'm a big fan. Just that's good. Just don't pick up his accent, okay? He's a little goofy. She nods. You be careful, right? Besides, you don't have anything to worry about. Do you know how many people are on this thing? You're going to have, like, a billion friends. That's true. You be careful, okay, Mr. Click? Uh, I don't make promises I can't keep, kid. Don't let Wink catch up with you, okay? I definitely can't make that promise, kid. Besides, I need to find her. She looks at you, and her eyes gloss over a little bit, as if she's staring beyond you. Mm-hmm. Um... And she says, don't trust the Duros. And then she walks away. Huh? Huh. That was weird. Hey, Kobe, what do you think that means? <laughs> he... Oh. Yeah. Probably literally what she said. Good advice. I never trusted the Duros in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, with all the tearful goodbyes said, the Spice Wolf pulls away from the Alderanian flotilla. Well, I did say that I intended to help Jingo pay back his debts, so shall we make that our next endeavor? Sure, how about some slightly used champagne? <laughs> Silhouette Zero is a production of us, the Ing Brothers. You should follow us on Twitter, at SilZeroChris and at SilZeroMatt. That's spelled S-I-L-Z-E-R-O. There are a couple of exciting projects coming up, so keep an eye out for that. I, Chris, can also be heard as Mandalorian Motu Ordo on Heroes of the Hiding Way. You can find that on your podcaster of choice or at thehidingway.com. Music that isn't produced by Tazi is done by famed internet composer Kevin McLeod from Incomtech.com. Now, study on those hyperlanes and may the force be with you.